Hey, welcome to the Young, Dumb, and In Love podcast, where we talk about building stronger and healthier marriages. I'm Julian. And I'm Brittany. And we want to thank you for being a part of the conversation. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review so that we can get more connected with you. Well, welcome to the podcast, the Zimmerman family. We're so glad that you guys have joined us from Transformed Couples. Um, thank you for coming on here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. We're excited to connect and get to know you guys better and have a great conversation. Yeah, awesome. Well, we found you guys on Instagram. And, uh, you know, Instagram is such a fun community that we've been learning how to build when it comes to couples and marriage. And uh, we've been following a bunch of accounts and we stumbled upon your account and started following you guys. And we love what you guys are doing, what you um, what you talk about. And we're excited to just learn more about you and your ministry and all that you're doing. And so once again, we're so grateful that you guys said yes to be on our podcast. And uh, let's just jump right in. What do you guys think? Sounds, Sounds awesome. All right. Well, why don't you do this real quick? Can you just give us a real quick um, overview of who you guys are? Um, where you live, what you do, um, and your ministry, and, and maybe a little bit how, how you guys met in your marriage. Yeah, for sure. So we are Garrett and Chelsea Zimmerman. Um, we are the, the faces behind Transform Couples. Uh, we are relationship coaches, and we are in a blended family. Um, between the two of us, we have three boys, ages 13, 14, and 15. And so, yeah, never a dull moment in our home. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have one. Yeah, totally. Busy. Very busy. Yeah. Uh, and a dog, actually. I'll mention our dog, too. Her name is Harlow, <laughs> and we got her uh, just over a year and a half ago because we needed some more estrogen in the home. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got Harlow. She's been a blessing. Um, but yeah, basically... Uh, we have been together for coming up on eight years now and married for almost three. Um, and basically, yeah, we, we've just been in this, on this journey of blending our families and, um, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way. (laughs) (laughs) We're just, uh, you know, we got into coaching, um, right before we got married actually. And we just decided that it was something that we really felt we could provide value, uh, in because of the, the things that we navigated and perhaps help some people avoid some of the mistakes that we've made uh, along the way. And uh, yeah, I'll let Garrett kind of fill you in a little bit about how we met. Yeah. So we met uh, eight years ago, like Chelsea mentioned, and it was actually at a work function at the time we were working for the same company and we were going to a years of service awards luncheon where they recognized people celebrating milestone years And at the time, Chelsea and I were both celebrating five years of service. And I walked onto the bus and I didn't know anyone that was going to be on the bus. So I was actually at the time separated and coming out of my marriage. And I was a little reserved. But in my mind, I was using every opportunity I could to try and like get back a bit of my mojo, which admittedly after (laughs) divorce, you you kind of your self-esteem takes a bit of a hit because you know, in my case, I was told I needed to find another place to live. And that's a big blow to a person. Yeah. And so I felt really small, uh, just being honest with you. And I walked onto that bus. 
And in my mind that morning, I said to myself, I'm going to sit across from the prettiest girl on the bus and I'm going to see if I spot it <laughs> and I'm going to strike up conversation. Right, right. <laughs> right. So I walked down the aisle of the bus. I saw Chelsea and I sat on the seats across from her. And then I looked over and I just said, hello. And that opened the door to like four hours of conversation. We talked the whole way there, the whole way back. Wow. And, you know, she shared some things with me about, you know, being a single mom and parenting two boys. I shared some things about, you know, being a single dad and the challenges that that brought. And it was about six months later, because admittedly, when we walked off the bus, that was kind of the end of it. We, we felt like we <laughs> yeah. connected and we felt really good about each other, but we didn't pursue anything. And I did that by design because I had a lot of healing to do. And I knew yeah. I would be no good to anyone in a relationship because I was trying to pick up the pieces. So yeah. I wasn't in a place and I, I was really leaning into my faith. I was really putting my trust and my time and my energy into rebuilding my faith uh, mm -hmm. and Chelsea was in a rebuilding mode as well. And we uncovered that in our conversation. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until mother's day of the following year where we connected at church and I went up to Chelsea intentionally <laughs> and I just wished her a happy mother's day and she said, thank you. And then she kind of looked at me with this kind of confused look and said, well, where is your son? And that's when I shared that my son was with his mom and the light bulbs kind of went off in her head like, oh, okay, open door, opportunity. Yay, he's single! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we, we went on a couple of dates and before we knew it, we were yeah. in what we defined a relationship and we, we became exclusive with each other and the rest is history, as they say. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. it's so sweet. Yeah. Wow. And that's so that's crazy that you guys connected so well on a bus. And then six months later, nothing between that time, nothing, nothing at all. So because we worked for the same company, um, we had had communication through email and stuff like that. But admittedly, yeah. what happened was the day on the bus, I really felt a connection with him, as I'm sure he felt with me. But what happened yeah. was I actually was talking to some friends after the fact. And my one friend was like, uh, girl, he's married. And I was like, like whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, he, he's not. No, 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 that can't be. He wasn't wearing a ring. And like, so part of me was like insulted and kind of confused. And I, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, fair. I just kind of like was like, well, whatever. Thank you. Next. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm good. And then but I couldn't stop thinking about him, you know, so yeah. every time his name would pop up in my my email, it was like, oh, OK, well, maybe he's interested or like, but I didn't want to be that. <laughs> so I was like, OK, well, yeah. I'll be nice to you. But yeah, it wasn't until that day at church on Mother's Day where it was like, OK, no, he has been single for a while and it all kind of started yeah. to come together. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Six months. And then you guys went on a date, made it official. And uh, so speaking of that, so you obviously, you're a single mom, you're a single dad, you start dating, you said you dated for quite a while before you got married, right? Yeah, yeah, a number of years. And we did that on purpose. 
Um, you know, we yeah. were trying to navigate as any, I think, blended family, single parent does. You you reprioritize your life a little bit mm-hmm. and you really prioritize your kids mm-hmm. and and you safeguard bringing anyone into their lives because yeah. the loss and, and what they lose, despite the fact that, you know, at the time we were both sharing our boys equally. Uh, it was 50-50 yeah. on both sides. So it wasn't yeah. that, you know, we had the death of a partner uh, where, you know, all of a sudden we were 100% responsible for our children. It was the shared parenting. And we both had acknowledged and agreed that we didn't want to put our our boys in front of each other without knowing that there was something serious here and something significant Mm. because we didn't want them to just have somebody come into their life and then leave again. And then, you know, moving right along. So it was important for us to protect our boys. uh, Well, at the same time, protecting ourselves a little bit. And then when we got to the point where it was like, okay, we're, we're in it. Like we want to move forward in a relationship together. Mm -hmm. Then we introduced them but even then we introduced each other as just friends. We were just yeah. friends and we, we planned this meetup at a local park and, you know, we wanted to see how the boys would just interact as boys and in similar ages. And, you know, there were moments where we admittedly were kind of testing them to see if <laughs> they, along. they didn't know it, but uh, it was probably about three months after that initial play date uh, where, you know, they figured it out, we shared it, <laughs> confirmed it, and then they were thrilled. They yeah. were super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kids are so smart, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like they yeah. catch and can pick up on everything that we do and say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Big time. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, with that, so you guys took the time and you, you were cautious when it came to your kids because, I mean, that, that's a very tricky situation and she can speak to it more than I can um, because Brittany grew up with blended family and um, and it was very interesting. It was a very interesting conversation, but she was young and had to deal with a lot of things, you know, and so she can come from the kid's side Mm -hmm. and I don't know about you, but like how would that have been impactful for you if it would have been slowed down, if it would have been more cautious, if they would have thought about you rather than just themselves? I mean, I think, Obviously, it's so different every family and every situation, but my parents weren't believers at the time, you know, so like we didn't have where my parents weren't in church. They didn't have coaching or any kind of leadership when it came to that. So I think that that probably like for you guys, you can probably say like having the Lord be a part of it and having like following Jesus you made different decisions because you're trying to protect your own hearts, your kids' hearts and make the best decision. My, I mean, it wasn't like that in our family, at, like at all, um, you know, and it's different now, but it wasn't like that before. Yeah. Um, but what would you say, like with the boys, how did you, like what uh, speed bumps did you hit along the way? What roadblocks were there? Maybe it being with, you know, their other parent, you know, that they have outside of your guys's blended family um, or the boys having questions or mm-hmm not liking one of you at the time, you know, and, <laughs> and so real. you want to share some of those roadblocks that you guys have had along the way? Yeah. So, I mean, as you just said, Brittany, like 
there's so many that come up and they're so common. And I feel like a lot of times people think that they're alone in dealing with some of these things, but in all honesty, like I'll just start from the top. I mean, the first thing was the fact that, so Garrett's son is an only child. And, um, my two boys, so mine is the oldest and the middle, and then Garrett's is the youngest. And so my two boys were older than, than Garrett's son. And so Mm -hmm. we had, we actually had two alpha males. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so they were used to being like the run of the roost and they were the, you know, they were the oldest right in their minds. Mm -hmm. And then when the dynamic changed to, you know, them having to work that out, there was a lot of struggle, um, with the alpha males specifically. Um, but then there's also the struggle of the middle child now who wasn't a middle child. He Simply wow. yeah. moving up. So the family order changed when we got together. Wow. And so that was something that we really had to navigate. Um, and and really t- it took a lot of time mm-hmm. for our kids to finally kind of find their place. Um, because yeah, they had grown up for the first, you know, five or six years of their lives in one fat position in the family, and then that all changed. So, um, so yeah, navigating that was definitely difficult. And then, yeah, I mean, admittedly, um, on Garrett's side, the, the, um, the other half, like his ex-wife, um, she was a bit of a helicopter parent to start off with. (laughs) And so that was really difficult for me and for their son and for Garrett, because he's trying to navigate this person who can't let go. She didn't want to let go, uh, despite oh, yeah. having a big choice to leave, you know, to leave the marriage. Like mm-hmm. she just still wanted to be a family. Right. And so there was all of that that we struggled with. And then on my side, I had a very, um, very high conflict ex. And so, um, you know, lots of mental health issues, lots of abuse, lots of, um, toxicity. I mean, I was together with this man when I was 17 years old. So, I mean, there was definitely <laughs> some yeah. maturity that happened on my part, not so much on the other side. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, um, our kids, like my kids would come back from spending a week at their dad's house and they were just broken. Like they were, yeah. they were, they were disasters. And so, yeah. and then there was also the element of, you know, them not accepting Garrett as their stepdad yeah. and despite the fact that like he's 10 times the man that my ex is and I have no problem saying that because it's true um but I mean at the yeah. end of the day you know there was some there were some barriers that they had and that they had to break yeah. down and even still to this day you know they still like my my youngest specifically you know like he won't he won't call Garrett dad he won't acknowledge him as a stepdad yeah very, you know, and my kids don't even see their dad anymore. So, so that's all to say that, you know, really there's, there's every situation is unique and every situation is different. Everybody goes through different things, but a lot of it can be relatable for sure. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And what would you, so, um, one of the things that we, or I struggled with a lot was, so my dad, who my mom, like my, you know, biological dad, 
did not like that I called my mom and my stepdad my parents. Yeah. He thought that that was a dishonoring yeah. thing to say. So as a child, I was stuck in this like, okay, but I live with these two people and this man is one of my parents. I mean, he yeah. was my stepdad from the time I was actually five. So I was very little and my sister was three. And so how do you navigate, like, how do you honor the other parent that is not you or you, you know, so your ex-wife and your ex, how do you one honor the parent while also honoring each other? Yeah. And the, you know, cause you are now the other person's child's other parent, whether they like that or not, they you are, it, yeah. you know, and I almost, I almost, I had this thought when we were talking about it, when you get married and you're a blended family, it's almost like you give birth to a family. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, even though they're grown up kids, they're grown up kids, you know, they're older. It's yeah. like starting new, they're not newborns, but it's like a whole new process. Just like when you bring a baby home and you're like, ah, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like you have a blended family and you Garrett, I had one kid. Now I have three, <laughs> you know, or you, okay. I had two boys. Now I have another boy. So how do you honor that parenting role? You know, like how do you, how have you navigated that? Yeah, it's a great question. And, mm -hmm. you know, what we've done, and we've said it even as recently as this morning, like, we have to be a broken record at times with our boys. Yeah. And we have to yeah. continually so remind them that, and, and especially at the stage in life that they're at, because being 13, 14, 15, they're starting yeah. to stretch their wings in terms of independence and wanting oh, independence. Yeah. So we have to remind them that, you know what? we're in your life. We want to provide, protect, love, do all the things that parents are supposed to do. And despite maybe what's happened in your past, that's our goal as a couple, Chelsea and I, that's what we're doing. And that's what we've agreed to do. And so mm -hmm. we come at it and, and we've, we've clearly established that the way in which the boys respond is different depending on who's delivering the message. So, you know, Chelsea yeah. delivering yeah. the message, to her boys is going to have more impact than me delivering it to them and vice mm -hmm. versa. So, you know, it, it takes additional responsibility for each of us to yeah. own and then just continually remind them at every opportunity, you know what, Garrett is your stepdad. Yeah. And in my case, mm -hmm. you know, Chelsea is your stepmom. And, mm -hmm. and we've had to have conversations around because this is another thing that children have to try and understand is the guilt that comes with, potentially opening themselves up or creating a relationship with a step parent mm -hmm. yep. because sometimes they'll feel guilty about that. Like, well, if I have my biological mom or dad, yep. now I'm supposed to love this new person that's in my life. Like, is mm. that dishonoring my biological mom or dad? Mm. Wow. And so oh I've had God. to have conversations with my boy that, you know what, you will always have your biological mom. Like she's the one yeah. that gave birth. And Chelsea's reminded yeah, yeah. her voice. Yeah. But because we weren't able to move forward in marriage together, it doesn't mean that you can't now open your heart to love someone else. And mm -hmm. the analogy we've given, and parents can relate to this, is when you've got multiple kids, you don't love them all, you know, less or more than the other. You love them all. Yeah. And yeah love multiple children. So we've had to tell our boys that like, we love all of you. We love all of you for the mm -hmm. reasons that you love you, you know, the personality differences, the way that you speak, the way that you yeah. behave, the things we do together. 
we don't love one of you more or less than the other. We love you all. Yeah. And yeah. we've had to remind the boys that, you know, you can love multiple people. You can love yeah. your biological parents. You can still love your your step parents. And so being yeah. a broken record, just speaking <laughs> yeah, to that sense and, and reminding them that they don't need to feel guilty for opening themselves up to a step parent because that's okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's so true. good. And I think too, just parents in general, we have to be broken records, yeah. you know, and speaking truth over our kids all the time. I mean, yep. we're constantly, you say the same thing over, over and over and again. Over. And you're like, is this ever going to sink <laughs> in? Um, but I totally remember that feeling. Like I remember feeling guilty for at the time when I still had a relationship with my bio dad, yeah. I really liked his wife, his new wife, Yeah. but I love my mom. And so I remember I would cry and be like this. I feel so guilty that I love this other yeah. woman as a mom. And then, you know, my dad would be like, my bio dad would be like, you can't call him dad. He, that is not your dad. You know? So just uh, those unhealthy things that you're fed sometimes, you know, and, um, what that can do then, psychologically, you know, yes. Yeah. Like, but I do love him as a dad and he's great, you know? And, yeah. and, um, it took a long, I didn't, I mean, I call him still my stepdad. I call him DC because I didn't call him dad as a kid because yeah. I wasn't really allowed. I mean, I was allowed to, but I had to protect you. You felt guilty. I didn't want to get in trouble. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble as a child, you know. Yeah. And um, but that's really good. I mean, I think being a broken record as a parent, yeah, especially you know with the boys, um, it's good. Well, and just being open and honest with them, saying, "Hey, you will always have your biological mom, and that'll always be your mom, and your stepmom will be here too as well." Yeah. And it, I think, you know, telling them how much you love him is probably a huge part of being successful. Like yeah. not just showing that unconditional love, not treating him any different from your own boys. Um, I think that would make a huge difference in my life. You know, if mm -hmm. if there were someone that came into my life that was different and was in that situation, I think love wins, you know, above everything else. And so um, well, I think you guys are, you're, you're a great example of what that looks like and what it needs to look like. And um, just excited to, to see as you guys journey forward and in your marriage and in your life with your boys. But when, when it comes to your marriage, though, um, I just want to segue just a little bit. When it comes to your marriage, obviously, you have all of these different things that you were dealing with when it comes to trying to make the family work, right? And you're having to really ask yourself the question every single day, how are we going to make our family work? But I want to ask you, what are the things that you do? What are boundaries? What are um, steps that you set up for yourself to allow your marriage to sh be strong and to grow um, and not allowing all the situational stuff that you are in dictate what happens in your personal marriage? Yeah. So um, I know that I might be opening up a little bit of a can of worms here because <laughs> <laughs> that's it prior to us coming on to the podcast um, today, but Honestly, you have to prioritize your marriage and yeah. you have to put God first, mm -hmm. then you have to put your spouse and then your yep. kids come after that. Yeah. And that's a very unpopular opinion, <laughs> yep, for but sure. I will say mm -hmm. that it has been the reason why we haven't walked away from each other because- wow. I will be completely honest with you. There were times where all of our kids were rooting for us to break up. 
and they didn't want us to be there anymore they were like we're done Mm -hmm. like we're like literally my boys would pack their backpacks and be like we're leaving and i was like no we're not and that's so hard and that's the thing like we i and and i've had to explain to them in a way that is age appropriate obviously Mm -hmm. um that you know what i love you you know i'm this is me speaking to my children i love you you are my child i will care for you i will love you i will Mm -hmm. nurture you i will give you everything that you need but there does come a time where the children are going to leave the nest and I deserve to be with somebody who brings joy to my life, who brings Mm -hmm. value, who brings comfort, who brings all of the things that a spouse brings to you. And my kids have, have accepted and all of our kids have Mm -hmm. accepted the fact that, you know what? Yeah. Like we are going to leave someday and we are going to go on and do our own things. And our mom and dad do deserve to be happy. And so it's right. not to say that we're, that we love them more or less, that we love our, our spouse more or less than our kids. It's simply that we are putting our relationship at the forefront because we yeah. are eventually going to be without kids in our home. And so, and, yeah. and it actually sets an example to our kids mm-hmm. of what a marriage is supposed to look like, because essentially, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who allow their children and like, you know, new babies, especially, you know, like to just take over and they put their spouse on the back burner. And that's why we're seeing such a rise in, in divorce, in divorce in, in our countries, because, you know, we, we are not putting our spouse in the, in the position that they, that they need to be in. And so we make our marriage a priority. You know, we take yeah. vacation, we take breaks from our kids, we go and yeah. refresh yeah. and reset and renew, and we come back and we're actually better parents to them yeah. when yes. we have the yeah. opportunity Absolutely. to go away and to be like, okay, you know yeah. what? Yeah, we're we're taking a break. <laughs> we we yeah. need it. We need to refocus. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and put our put our marriage back where it belongs. And yep. and Honestly, in doing that, like our boys have are learning how to be yeah. in a healthy marriage. And so, yes, yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, like you said, setting an example for them, you know, and if they haven't been able to see that example since they were little, yeah. now you have this time now to show them like, this is what it looks like to be a healthy husband and a healthy wife and have a healthy yeah. marriage. And they need that. I mean, they're going to be men who get married and have families and that's your responsibility. Just like it's our responsibility to teach our girls to be, you know, strong women, you get to teach them to be strong men who know their role, you know? And I think too, like you said, by putting each other first, you know, God and then each other, they will, because kids are smart. Oh yeah, for sure. If they can (laughs) see like, oh, I'm sneak in right here and take mom's attention yep. or take dad's attention or All the hit them against each other. Or mom said this and dad said that, you know, but you mm-hmm. have to be a united front. Hey, no, we said this, yeah. you know, or whatever. And that can be hard. Cause sometimes yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't, don't, bring, don't bring me into it. And then I'm like, our dad said, no, <laughs> you know, cause you know, like I'm well, like, she's the cool mom. 
I'll be like, uh, yeah, you don't need another Oreo. She's like, have five more. <laughs> She's so fun. And I'm like, okay, your mom's funner than me. I'll, you can have five more, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, obviously being that united front, you know, and too, yeah. like you guys are still, I don't want to say newlyweds cause you, you know, you, but you want to have fun and be together and have that time that you probably feel like in ways, oh, we missed this time together. Yep. You know, we're like yep. old married couple now, <laughs> you know, we've been married 16 years, in 16 years, just a couple of weeks. And so, but you know, that new and fresh and getting to know each other more and more and more, you know, which we do too, but I think that's great. Well, and for you, it's, it's not like you guys, yeah, you've been married for three years, you said. Yep. Yeah. So you've been married for three years and it's not like you're like, we can't say you're newlyweds because you literally went from getting married to having teenage kids you know what i'm saying like just immediately and so yeah. that i mean that alone i feel like can easily throw a wrench Ooh, into yeah. your marriage and that's a, once again just echo what you just said yeah prioritize your marriage and take the time and a lot of people they say we're just too busy our kids are too busy we have to take them here take them there and they have a lot of excuses of why they can't prioritize their marriage and mm -hmm. and i just i have to call their bluff you know i have to yeah. say you know i'm sorry but if you want to work and if you want things to really thrive in your marriage, yeah. you're going to have to go on vacation by yourself and the kids yep. are going to be fine. I'm really bad at that. You know, and she's, she's yeah. really bad at that. And we're, we're working through that. We're really, <laughs> yeah. you know, like honestly, cause, cause she yeah. feels bad of leaving the kids or um, having, you know, having them stay with somebody else and us having fun without them where I'm like, we need to have fun. <laughs> we need to have fun without them, you know? And so, um, but it is important because what it does is like you said, yeah. it refreshes you. It brings yeah. you back to a place yeah. where, um, you can feel whole again and yeah. come back. And, and what it does is it helps you be a better parent. And yeah. I think it's so important. So you guys hit that right on the nose, exactly what should be happening. Um, so what are, what are some daily habits? I was going to ask. What that. are some daily habits? Go ahead. Then you ask. No, no, you're good. I think it's funny that you. We're, we're right here together. Um, <laughs> what are some daily habits that you guys do that help you stay connected to each other? I know for us, um, a lot of those daily habits have to do with even just taking one moment to just look at each other in the eyes, put our phones down, have no kids around and just talk. Like for us, that is probably one of the biggest things that we should and do every single day. What are some daily habits that you guys implement in your marriage every single day that help you stay strong? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we identified the need for this because without it, we were feeling like we were lost. So one of the yeah. things we start with is right in the beginning of the day, uh, we don't get out of bed without rolling over, giving each other a hug and a kiss, and then starting our day. It's, it's one of just a simple little gesture, but it just goes really, really far and just creating connection yeah. instantly. Even with your stinky breath. Oh, yeah. Even with the stinky <laughs> breath. <laughs> Don't kiss me. Don't kiss me. I need to go brush my teeth. I'm like, I'm giving you a kiss. So we do that. And then we do yeah. a morning devotion every yeah, day. That's good. Uh, we've got two devotion books that we, we read from. And, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll also, you know, pull the Bible out and we'll, we'll go to scripture. And then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what we've read. And then we pray together. And yeah. You know, we do that, you know, Chelsea's got a coffee, I've got a hot chocolate and, and then we start <laughs> our day. 
and then we go. Yeah. And throughout the yeah. day, you know, we we're intentional about, you know, checking in, so to speak, if we're out yeah. and about, you know, um, yep. letting each other kind of know what's up or where we're at. And then at the end of the day, coming back together, you know, after supper, mm-hmm. we love to put our dog on his, on her leash and go for a walk. Yep. Walk. Yeah. yeah. I do see a lot of pictures walk. from you guys taking walks. Oh, I love walks. Yeah. It's my favorite yeah thing we do our walking talks yeah. and, you know, we yep. invite the boys. Sometimes they join us. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. But it's an opportunity. And sometimes we walk five kilometers. Sometimes we walk one kilometer. It doesn't matter to I us. I don't even know far. how far that would be because we that use miles, <laughs> kilometers. Yeah, three right? miles us or Canadians about. Are... Oh, three k. Okay, because it's a five k is three point yeah. two miles. <laughs> yep, there you go. Okay, yes. I got it. Okay. Yeah, so we'll it took walk my American we'll brain a couple seconds. <laughs> right, exactly the conversions. So. I know you said out and about, out and about, or however, which definitely about. sounds like an, a Canadian thing. And then supper, <laughs> we don't call it supper. Yeah, I was like, oh, dinner, yeah. dinner. 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 <laughs> but I was like, oh, there's the Canadian. I can hear it. But yes, no, I love that. So your walk and talks that's is what you call yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah, walk, walk and, and talks. Yep. That's, I love that. That's like yeah. separating kind of the day to now going yeah. into the evening and just connecting, talking that. about yeah. things. And then we yeah. also, like you mentioned, Julian, we shut down the phones yeah. and put those yeah. on chargers in our kitchen. They don't even see our bedroom because we identified them as really creating disconnect between us mm. in that we were either going to sleep and just scrolling through a feed mindlessly <laughs> and not connecting yeah. with yeah. each other. Yeah. Or we were waking up first thing and going instantly to Facebook and seeing what's happening in everyone else's lives where it's like, no, let's focus on what's going on in our lives. So, so we intentionally, you know, disconnect around 9 PM, 9, 9 30. And then we have time. We either play Mm -hmm. cards, watch TV, talk, whatever that looks like. But those are probably a handful of things that we do with intention to maintain connection. Mm Yeah. Well, and what I'm hearing though is it's it's really funny. We complicate I was gonna say marriage so much. We're really on the same page today. We are on the same page today. But yes, Let's we go. overcomplicate. Yeah, and... you go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> see, <laughs> see what happens 16 years later? You just you know what you're gonna say. Like, but we do. We, we complicate things way too much. And there's a lot of marriages and people yeah. out there who just can't figure it out. And and I think it's because they're overthinking the process and everything you said just now isn't necessarily a hard thing to do. It's, it's pretty normal and, but it's just prioritizing. That's all it is. It's just what's Mm -hmm. your prior, what are you prioritizing in your life? Yeah. And for you to walk and talks, that's huge. That's such a big deal. It's a great way for you to get reacquainted and connected with your spouse Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's not that hard or, you know, getting up in the morning and doing your devotions or doing a, doing a read through or whatever. I mean, if you can do that, do that. That's awesome. You know, and it's, it doesn't take a lot of effort really. It does take, she gets up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm like, no, God, I cannot get up (laughs) at five o'clock in the morning. So that's, that's a little, five is a good time to get up. That's a little different for me. Every time I do my day is done for, but, 
Um, but I am a late, I am a late night. <laughs> I am not staying and, up late. And she goes to bed at eight 30. So <laughs> I've been up since five. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. But it is, it's a, it's a culmination of a lot of small things that really end up being the big things. And I think that yeah. we, we know that in our mind, but it's like, we can't get yeah. out of our own way. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to pray with my spouse every day. 30 days goes by. We're like, I haven't prayed with my spouse, you know? So it's really, really just like, okay, this may seem so small and so simple, but when we miss it for a long period of time, we see the disconnect, but it happens step by step. You know what I mean? Like you one little stone at a time. And then all of a sudden you look at your spouse and you're like, shoot, we haven't connected in 30 days or hardly spoken or whatever it is. You know, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be different seasons. We all know seasons come and go and you're busy or whatever, but it's carving out that time. It's setting that time, you know, aside from your time with Jesus. And it's like, Hey, if you only have time to spend with Jesus, then bring him into it sometime. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like spend time with, with God together, what, you know, whatever that looks like. But I think that's good. You know, it's lots of small things. Yeah. Yeah. The small things do add up and build on top of each other. Yeah. 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 And, um, the other, the other thing on that too, is when, when you are consistent enough, it's just like anything in your life. When you're consistent enough with each other, man, it's so easy to build that habit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably didn't start off that way or you had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the the hardest part for most people is just getting started, like doing the first step, right? And to create those healthy habits with each other. I mean, even Brittany's reading a book right now talking about, you know, creating habits. Like it's, it really have to start and just get after it and then continue it. And then after a certain amount of time, it's just going to be a part of your everyday life. It's just going to be something that you do kind of like drinking coffee every morning. Like if mm-hmm. I don't make coffee at night and it brew, it doesn't brew in the morning, her day is ruined. You know what I'm saying? It's so, <laughs> I'm being dramatic. I'm, yeah, I don't very, know if you <laughs> very dramatic. But, <laughs> yes, I am. But <laughs> The thing is, is that you do create habits. And so whether they're good habits, bad habits, it's very easy to create a habit. You just have to be consistent with everything that you're doing. And I just think that if you can figure that out, if you can figure out how to create those healthy habits, I mean, it's going to be so simple for your marriage to turn around and to be healthier. Um, I do. Do you have something? Well, I think often, and you guys probably feel this like so many marriages and you guys do coaching. So I'm sure you hear this. It's all about priority. Like, and so many, like so many spouses, we just want to feel like the priority, like, Mm -hmm. man, you know, they could have gone and done that, but instead they took five minutes and talked to me or they, you know, whatever it is. And so it's prioritizing, you know, and I think we live in a day where we pri- we have a tendency to prioritize all the wrong things. And there's yeah. so many distractions, so yeah. many, I mean, we could all spend our entire day on distractions easily, yeah, easy. um, you know, but it's putting your spouse as a priority, um, you know, and that's really what it boils down to. It's yeah. like, yeah, you could have 30 minutes to do this, or you could have 30 minutes to do that. And you have to put that as a priority. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I do have another question for you. Um, this one, I I like to ask people this because I think it will help younger, uh, people who are about to go through what you've gone through. And Mm -hmm. so what are some, what is something that you wish you knew? What are some things you wish you knew before you blended your families? Um, nobody told you, no, Mm -hmm. no book ever told you, you learned on your own. You're like, man, if I would have known this, 
mm-hmm. everything could have been yeah. different or this yeah. would have helped me so much. Mm-hmm. So I would say that there's probably two parts to this um, very briefly, but number one is you need to put God first in your mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. hundred percent. When Garrett and I actually first met, that's a little bit of a confession, Mm. Um, but I was involved in the church. He was not. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until after we got married that we got replanted in a church together. Now, it's really important to have that community. It's really important to have people who are wiser than you, people yeah. in places of authority. Um, it's really important to any relationship, uh, any long-term relationship, you need to be involved in a church. Number two, I would definitely say that, um, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of, well, I don't even I don't even know how to really say it. Um, you can say something and then I'll come back to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. like, I kind of organize my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would just I, I would just tell myself that you gotta you gotta have some grace with yourself. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of times we extend grace to others and yeah. we extend forgiveness to others and we extend our time or our resources to others. But sometimes you need to be willing to give yourself that same grace, that same forgiveness, that same time, um, because you're going to experience emotions that you didn't even know you were capable of feeling. Mm -hmm. And you're going to experience situations that you didn't even know existed. Uh, You know, we've had friends tell us, you know, I don't know how you can go through what you do. I don't know how you can yeah. do what you do. And to Chelsea's first point, well, we have faith. <laughs> first and yeah. foremost, yeah. we have a God who we know is with us 24-7, has already gone before us. And yeah. we've said it to each other many times. He's never going to give us more than we can handle. It might seem really heavy at times, but yeah. we believe that it's not the load that breaks you down. It's how you carry it. And so I would just say to people, give yourself the same grace, forgiveness, and time that you give to others. Like it's okay to be selfish sometimes because when you're your best self, you show up as your best self to your partner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes selfish, the word selfish gets a bad rap, but sometimes you got to be selfish and you've got to do the things that bring you back to center Mm -hmm. so that you Mm -hmm. can show up for your partner as the best version of you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just add to that too, you know, don't compare your mm-hmm. relationship no. uh, with other with Sorry. other ones. And that's that's yeah. what I was ultimately coming to was that especially yeah. in a blended family, because the dynamics of each blended family are so different. So yeah. if you're looking over here at this couple and their family and they seem like they have it all together. That is their version of normal. You have to look at Mm. your version of normal and accept it for being your normal. This is normal for us. It may not be normal for the people down the street, but you know what? 
at the end of the day, we have to do what works for us in our relationships. And so at like, just find what your normal is and accept it as your normal. It's not, it maybe isn't going to fit into a mold. It's maybe not going to be, you know, you have to sometimes think out of the box, especially in a blended family, because you have to accept the fact that your family isn't the same as someone else's, even in a nuclear family, yeah. even in even in a traditional family, you know, you're going to raise your kids different. You're going to parent them different. You're going to, you know, have different intimacy. You're going to all those different things. Do what's normal for you and accept mm -hmm. your as your normal. Yeah, so. that's really good. That's really good. I really appreciate you guys yeah. giving us that wisdom and talking truth. And, uh, you know, I think too, with you guys, um, you you are already giving a lot of value to people outside of what you're doing right here and so um if you don't know this already they have a instagram account and can you guys give us the handle for that real quick yeah it's transformed.couples would love to have anyone and everyone join the community yeah, and, uh, and be part of what we're doing over there yes and then you guys are also marriage coaches mm -hmm. yeah talk about so that real quick yeah, for sure. So Transform Couples Coaching, uh, that's our website. If you wanted more information on coaching, uh, we offer a free complimentary, what we call a clarity call. So if anybody listening today feels aligned with any of what we talked about or would like more information about our coaching and how to work with us, um, we offer a free one hour clarity call where, you know, you basically get to bring us your, your, stuff <laughs> and we try to give you as much value as we possibly can and give you an idea of you know how we would be able yeah. to, to help you in your in your marriage and it doesn't have to just be blended family stuff we are marriage coaches to everyone awesome, awesome. i love that and uh that's all on your website they can find everything there yes absolutely transformedcouples.com transformedcouples.com. We'll put a link down below so that yeah. you can just click the link, go straight there and visit their, their website. Also make sure you follow them on Instagram. Is that all you guys have Facebook too? We do. Yeah. We're on Facebook at transform couples coaching. Perfect. Transform awesome. couples coaching on Facebook, join their community, do everything you can to, to learn from these two. The, these is an awesome couple and we're really appreciative of them coming on to this yeah. podcast. Once again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this channel. We're going to have more conversations with people like this as much as possible. And we want to bring value to your marriage until next time. We'll see you.